first of all, the reality is it is a worrisome time. Sometimes it's frustrating when people are like, oh, don't be worried, la, 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 la. Well, no. So let me validate that concern. It's, it is an anxious time. Your number one job is to graduate though. I mean, you're this close. Secondly, this is temporary. If something's not available now, it will be later. And when I say later, I mean it could be a year or two before the kind of opportunity you really are seeking becomes available. And it might not even be a full-time job at that point. It might be an internship, but it will happen. There's a um, quote by Robert Frost that says, the best way out is through. Today, we are joined with an individual who has been through different challenges and pitfalls and still managed to power through. She networked with many in the advertising and marketing community, still continues to do so. She started off just like you and me, a student and graduated with a degree in communications from UW-Milwaukee. She then worked in a variety of positions until she started Big Shoes Network by accident. Martha Kerrigan, the CEO of Big Shoes Network, joins us to talk about how students can navigate through this pandemic season and strengthen their skills to get that upper hand when it comes to finding that post-graduation job. Welcome to the show, Martha. Thanks for having me. Yes, so for our audience, kind of give you, us a background of who you are, um, what you do, and how you got started with Big Shoes Network. Gladly. Um, I am. I graduated with a degree in communication, like I would imagine a number of the PRSSA students are doing in some way or form. Um, and then early in my career, I wrote, sold, delivered training programs for uh, PC, mid-range, and mainframe software. Um, and that was during a really bad recession when it was... It was also pretty difficult, but nothing like what we have right now. Um, that grew into developing uh, strategic national partnerships and selling sales and marketing training. And since then, I've been, you know, doing a lot of nonprofit work as well as big shoes. I first stint, I did college guidance, which was a favorite job. I just loved that. Um, and have started several organizations, including nonprofit education and big shoes network, which actually was an accident. We... My husband and I have just been involved in this field, marketing, advertising, PR forever in the state of Wisconsin, and just connected people by happenstance to opportunities. You know, you get a call and say, hey, I need a copywriter, and we connect some folks. And that went from a phone list of five to an email list of 50, and it became an email, email list of 1,500 in less than a year. Oh, wow. So in addition oh, wow. to our day jobs, three hours every other night, we were working on that. and. Um, when large companies like Johnson Controls and Northwestern Mutual started contacting us and saying, hey, can I get on your list and how much do you charge for this? We started asking, what would you pay for this? <laughs> and then uh, a couple media outlets did stories on us, so we started a business from that. So that's a long way of saying absolutely accidental, uh, and that was 14 years ago. Wow. So it's definitely grown quite a bit during those 14 years. And I think it's kind of kind of funny how I think a lot of people go through life and are looking for things and then they stumble upon something that they didn't see at first and then it turns into something completely what you didn't expect, but something at the end of something that is like remarkable, like Big Shoes Network. Um, so I guess... Right now, we're in, 
during, I guess it's COVID-19, it's affecting many of us. Um, how has COVID-19 affected you and your role with Big Shoes Network? A lot less travel, absolutely no medium to large group interaction other than online. Um, we obviously have really had to quickly ramp up online interaction. And honestly, although job postings are really down, so that is where our primary revenue comes from, uh, we also have a side gig called Next Steps, and it's a career services supporting industry pros who want to beef up their personal brand, their resume, their LinkedIn profile, connections, et cetera. So that has been growing as, as the job postings have been down. But the, you know, it's really a blessing in a way because during the second quarter, we knew we were gonna switch web providers, our web hosting company. Because we have 4,000 clients and a lot of e-commerce, e we, we needed something beyond a, a WordPress. And so ours has been custom made from the beginning. So we knew we were gonna to have to do that. And we knew that that would include about six hours of downtime, which you know we pride ourselves on customer service. So that actually has happened during this downturn. So it's a little scary because it costs a lot of money to do that, but it's also been a really busy time. We, we also switched email providers, we switch, switched analytics. So a lot of, it's freed me up to do a lot of the backend technical stuff. Yay. Yes, <laughs> always good to learn. Uh, multiple other things that affect your business as well. Um, so I kind of guess we're going to shift gears a little bit. Uh, what would you say are some of the challenges affecting the job market today for students? Well, most companies that we interact with, we are about 40% agencies, PR, advertising, marketing, design, etc. 50% corporate, and that's across the board, and then 10% nonprofit. And pretty much the majority of those are not either not hiring um, or have a hiring freeze or a pay freeze. So there really isn't any new or recent purchasing that companies are making with agencies. You know, media spend is, is way off, with the exception of companies doing like public service announcements about how they're uh, addressing the COVID-19. Um, but also there's a fair number of clients that are cutting staff and there's a big difference. I don't know if students are aware, but if someone says they're furloughing staff, it means they're keeping their current staff. They're not paying them, but they are providing the benefits to them. Then those companies that are laying off staff, again, another 30%, they're, they're, those people are fired. They're with, you know, because of COVID-19, so it doesn't, it's not a bad tick on your resume or anything. Um, so a, a lot of companies are laying off, a lot of companies are not hiring, with the exception of a few segments. So that means it's kind of hard to find jobs right now. Um, you as students have a window, because your first job is to graduate, um, but then it then it's a little harder. Um, but the really good news here is that you're not alone. You know, in a recession, sometimes it feels like, oh, I'm a loser because I don't have the skills everybody's looking for. Well, this is just basically true across the board. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so I guess even with those challenges, there's always opportunities. What would you say some of those opportunities would be? Well, the main reason that companies are laying off is because there's no revenue coming in. 
So as soon as revenue steps come, starts coming in, oh my gosh, the less expensive talent has the most opportunity. And that's all of the people that are graduating right now, but also that are going to graduate in the next year or so. Um, there's also terrific opportunity for talent that can wear many hats. So for example, those folks that are retaining their jobs right now, a lot of their companies are asking them, if I'm an account services person, for example, in an agency, I may be asked to do some PR, public relations communication stuff. So if I can do good business development and do writing, that's a good combination. Um, if, you, if any of your students know Adobe Creative Suite and can do a good pitch and can do good writing, those are outstanding skills and it means you're highly adaptable. And whether you want to or not, right now, you're being called upon to be adaptable. And honestly, you know, because you're in college, because you're about to graduate, you're far more adaptable, even if it doesn't feel good, than a lot of people that are already in the job market. So adaptability, you're cheap as far as the cost to hire you. And, um, having a lot of different skills. So it's, it is a time of opportunity, if not immediately right now, pretty soon. Yeah, most definitely. I would have to agree with you on that. Um, so talking a little bit about those opportunities, you mentioned that wearing multiple hats is important. And I guess for people or students looking to enter the job market, what specific sectors would you say would be hiring right now? Um, I'm gonna try and gear it towards the areas that your probably listening audience is most interested in. And I would say crisis communication, internal and external communications. Because companies, agencies, nonprofits, it used to be that they would just connect when they had to with their employee set, with their external clients on a, you know, on a, on a more, casual basis. But now, if you want to keep people from panicking, if you want to retain your client base, you've got to be communicating them pretty much pretty much weekly. That's why the ad nauseum ads and everything are on TV and on cable and online. It, everybody's trying to reassure each other. So if you've got that skill set, that's super. Um, the other thing is remote event coordination, scheduling, hosting, Zoom webinars, and all of the details that go around with that, you know, connecting with the people that are going to be online and letting them know what's going to happen and touching base with them the day before and then having, you know, testing this, the site and the experience 15 minutes before. Um, I, I did an, an online interview with someone in a graphic design class because I help out with that part of UW-Milwaukee. And she was able to show me her, you know, do a split screen, show me her portfolio. She hosted the meeting. It, oh, wow. I mean, she's going to get hired. So, um, so absolutely. And live video, everybody wants live video and Matthew, you'll be excited to know that what podcasting, of course, if you've got that skill set. I'm so impressed to see you with the headphones yeah. and the big goofy <laughs> microphone in front of you and yeah. the, you know, this the board soundboard in front of you. So that's a good skill. And then, so those are the skills. Then there's the industries. And of course, those are the essential services, healthcare, pharmaceuticals, um, some government services, uh, we're going to have an election in less than a year, and there are probably a half a dozen agencies in Wisconsin 
that manage one way or the other um, the media and the speaking points and all that for the election. Um, food service, logistics, delivery, crisis communication, and the other things I mentioned. So there are still opportunities. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I know. I drive for DoorDash on the side and business has just, yes. <laughs> and business has just been going through the roof. Um, so there's definitely opportunities, like you said. Um, and then if students look online, they can see all these live, like live singing engagements or live, like our whole PRSSA conference went online. Um, so definitely a bunch of areas there that are open and will probably continue to grow. One of the things that I think, um, like, for example, in the restaurant industry, online ordering and delivery, before people were so used to coming in and getting their food and they didn't realize that ordering online and delivery is convenient. And once this whole COVID-19 pandemic passes, how many of those people are going to say, oh, this is actually more convenient and stick to that, um, which might be seen in different industries as well. Absolutely. In fact, I can name uh, about three or four PR firms that we interact with that they were all, well, you got to be in the office because we're in a collaboration mode and, you know, we need you there every day. And those folks are now saying, no, uh, maybe 30% of the time you can work from home and 70% of the time you come in. We also know some agencies out there that are, you know, they're leasing five floors in a big downtown office space in multiple cities. They're going to go back to three floors because people can work from home. In fact, I know we were, we, we were connected with an agency out in Boston. They're not even going to be back in their office till January. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, so definitely, I know I saw a couple studies where people actually want to work from home, so hopefully those people get their wish and actually get to work from home, if not permanently, at least part of the time. Um, so I guess our next question, now a lot of students, now COVID-19 has been going on, um, I guess, more dramatically since mid-March, um, and some students might still be worried even though there are opportunities, what would you say to a student that is still worried um, to kind of give them an insightful look into the future? I, first of all, the reality is it is a worrisome time. Sometimes it's frustrating when people are like, oh, don't be worried, la, 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 la. Well, no. So let me validate that concern. It's, it is an anxious time. Your number one job is to graduate though. I mean, you're this close. Secondly, this is temporary. If something's not available now, it will be later. And when I say later, I mean it could be a year or two before the kind of opportunity you really are seeking becomes available. And it might not even be a full-time job at that point. It might be an internship, but it will happen. There's a um, quote by Robert Frost that says, the best way out is through. Um, so the second piece I would say is, so it's temporary, control what you can. I have a, a, a colleague who is had been working in an agency and they were telling them we're going to lay off 35% of the staff. And he was freaking out a bit because he was like, well, do I put my resume out now or if they find out I'll get fired? So do I wait and see if I'm going to be laid off or if I'm retained? Blah, blah, blah. Well, what you can control right now 
is you can get your CV ready. And that's not COVID, that's your curriculum vitae. So your resume, your LinkedIn profile, line up those writing samples, um, your portfolio. If you've created PowerPoint uh, presentations, you know, make them succinct, get them down to five or five to seven slides that show your skill set. Create a blog or a personal website. So control what you can. So if you just do your resume and just update your LinkedIn profile and just create a, a cover letter template, that's at least four days of work right there. I guarantee it. So for four days, walk through that door. Then start looking at job opportunities and applying to them. Um, so it's temporary, control what you can, prepare. I mentioned that already. We're looking at first, first, fourth quarter or first quarter. So you can prepare by connecting with people now. Start going to the professional association sites and looking up the leadership board and asking for LinkedIn connections. Um, on our Big Shoes Network website, we have a resources page, which is all the professional associations in the industry in Wisconsin, Illinois, and Minnesota. Start signing up to get their newsletters. Take names. That's the number one thing. Take names and connect with people. So control it. You can um, start now by updating your tools and connecting with people and then sign up for for webinars. Um, uh, you might not have time right now, but you're going to graduate pretty soon. And the, the threefold advantages to that. First of all, when you sign up for those webinars, most of them are free. Secondly, you get to, you know, first. They're free and you learn something. Um, secondly, it gets you on the radar of a hosting organization. So I did that two weeks ago and I learned something, but I also uh, got on the radar of that hosting organization and gave them feedback at the end of the webinar. Well, the next week they asked me to be one of the speakers on that webinar. That's oh, wow. great for my business. And the same thing's true for you. You go to a web, you attend a webinar, you, you know, give them feedback, join the chat, etc. And then afterwards, usually you get to see all the names on the bottom of the screen. So I, whenever I'm in a webinar, I write down all the names of the people that I'm seeing there because sometimes they don't give you that at the end, but I'll take them because what? There's eight more names that I can connect with on LinkedIn. And that leads to the next thing, which is that puts you top of mind. Oh yeah. So yeah. And so they're going to be, in fact, that's what happened just this week, I um, was I contacted someone, connected with them on LinkedIn after having gone to a different webinar that I learned from, and they just posted a job this week. Oh wow! So it's all about being top of mind. And and who was that person that I talked to on LinkedIn about PR? We just had an internship open up, so they're going to reach out to you before they're going to go and like pay someone to post it. Um, the last. Peace is a hard one, but it's really, really important. And that is besides, um, you know, doing all the things I just mentioned, controlling what you can, preparing your materials, learning by signing up for webinars and connecting and staying top of mind, but act, not react. So do not let pride or fear keep you from seeking other sources of income. Because by doing that, by paying off your student loans right away as you start, or by saving some money right now while you can, even if it's a do, you know a DoorDash kind of thing full time, it's not your ideal job after college, right? But then you're paying your bills, and it frees you up to have more options later. Here's my example: 
I know of a guy and he was in this situation. So he worked uh, for peanuts at, in an internship that wasn't what he really wanted to do, but he saved that money. And then he started applying around and lo and behold, a dream job happened in Boston and he, they offered him the job, but to get an apartment in Boston, you need five grand upfront. You need two uh, first month's last month's security deposit. You have to pay a leasing agent and it's $1,200 a month for, so, you know, right there, you're talking four grand. And then he had to have his moving expenses. Oh, wow. He had, he had the money. So if you don't, so don't be too proud to work at Amazon or do DoorDash in the interim until you land that opportunity, because it gives you the option to say yes or to say no. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so I guess kind of stepping back, you talked a lot about LinkedIn and then you talked about preparing, which one of the ways to prepare is to write your resume and making sure that everything's cleaned up and it's professionally done. If you had to pick one thing on your resume, that would be, you would say the most important, um, thing to clean up and make sure that it's good. What would that be? Clearly and concisely communicate what you want to do. Okay. And that, I got to tell you, it's usually the comms students that do that not as good. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a comms person. You know, I wanted to show everybody my writing, my craft, la la. But um, a lot of times they're just too wordy. For example, uh, either at the top of a resume or in a cover letter, something like that, I might read, I am a student at UW-Green Bay with excellent communication skills. Wonderful. Glad to read it. But you know what? I can get that from the education section. It doesn't tell me diddly about what you want to do. Do you want to work agency or corporate or nonprofit? Internal or external communications? Do you want to be part of an ad team? Um, crisis communications? Um, do you want to do repurpose content, social media, all of those things. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying I'm a student at UW Green Bay with excellent communications, it's focusing on me, 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 focus on the reader. Think if, if you saw something instead that said, you need an outstanding writer who can quickly create and repurpose content for measurable results. Boom. That's the person I want to hire. So what if I saw that at the top of a resume? or as the opening paragraph of a cover letter, that would really hit home. Clear, concise communication. Most definitely. Um, I just recently did a project in uh, this class called Social Media Strategies, and we had to, I'm gonna relate this back to the resume, but we had to come up with a product or a video um, to present, and the video had to be between three to five minutes long and our present, we could have just talked for 10, 20, 30 minutes on it, but we had to cut down the information into the main important points and made sure it was all cleaned up and concise and to the point to get that message across to our audience. And I think that would be the same with your resume as well. <laughs> and for comm students, I know it's kind of hard to sometimes take everything that we could talk about and just narrow it down into a short little segment, but definitely very important. Yes. Um, and then, so I guess you, you kind of talked about LinkedIn, our next part. Um, 
So if you had to, on everything that we talked about today, if you had one key phrase or success tip for students, what would that be? For LinkedIn specifically or just in general? Just in general. Okay, it's going to be one word, but it's an acronym. Okay, are you ready? Awesome. Yes. Anything? <laughs> um, it's alas. Alas. And it means ask, listen, learn, act, share. So it's got two L's in it. Ask questions. Ask for help. Ask for advice. Ask to connect. Ask. Listen. If someone gives you advice, listen to it. Learn from it. There's nothing worse than when someone asks my advice and then in six months they touch base and I look at their resume or the LinkedIn profile or, or whatever, and they have not applied a single thing that I've mentioned. So ask, listen, learn, act. So act on it, do it. And then finally share it. When I do, oh my goodness, we love helping people. And the Midwest, like we're helpers, right? Oh my gosh, we're good neighbors. Yes. <laughs> and so if, if, if I help you, like Matthew, in six months, when you are, maybe you're working in Nebraska, maybe you're an, a, a mover and shaker at DoorDash as an account exec, reach out and let me know. Because it just makes my heart sing to know that you're on your way. And you just never know if I might have another opportunity for you. And I might never know if you aren't going to be one of my buyers. Ask, listen, learn, act, share. Alas. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's a very good acronym. Um, I know as comm students, we always love to continuously improve. Um, and I feel like that acronym gives us the option to continuously improve because you need all those steps to improve yourself um, then ultimately you want to share that, which is your last um, letter in there. Um, and you went over LinkedIn, I think. Would you say that LinkedIn's a good way to share things with other colleagues? Oh, absolutely. Um, because all you have to do is make your profile public and you all you got to do is change your picture. And then that LinkedIn is going to share that with everybody that you're connected with. Um, it's also the first place that people are going to go to to find talent before they ever post on a board or something like that. Um, it's also the first place they're going to check. Let's say you do get an interview. They're going to go there and look and see, does this person have a LinkedIn profile? Does it align with their resume? Um, and then finally, heck, the algorithm, as soon as it starts seeing you poking around over here or adding this skill, skill over there, I mean, after I'm done here, you know where I'm going to go. First, I'm going to go to my resume, and I'm going to put that I was in this podcast, just to remember it, <laughs> uh, the, length, the lengthy part of it. But then I'm going to go on LinkedIn, and I'm going to add this, because the algorithm in LinkedIn is going to go, podcast? What's this podcast thing? Of course, it's not thinking that way. It's doing all kinds of other languagey things. But yeah. then it's going to start feeding me content of other podcasts. And then I'll comment on those and I'll say, hey, at UW-Green Bay PRSSA, great job. Enjoyed being there. Then other PRSSA algorithm-y kind of pointers are going to come to me. So I love LinkedIn. I love I love any of the social media products out there because it just, they feed you content so you can react to it. 
Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, the content on all those also allows us to network and networking is important um, as you brought up and you brought up how COVID-19 is affecting you, how students can take these challenges and turn these challenges into possible opportunities. And then um, you're, you kind of comforted students that are worried about the job market right now. You talked about resumes, LinkedIn, um, and then you gave us your success tip, alas. Um, mm -hmm. Anything else you'd like to add that we did not bring up to in today's episode? Just thank you and absolutely reach out because we do love to help folks. Oh yeah, most definitely. Well, thank you, Martha, for taking the time today to come on New PR. All the students at UWGB and that subscribe to our podcast are very, very happy that you came on and shared your tips for students to succeed today and into the future. We discussed many things today with Martha. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, Radio Public, or Google Podcasts. For every student that is graduating, we wish them the best of luck. And for those students looking to return in the fall, we hope you continue to build your skill set and portfolio. Please make sure to continuously network this summer. We can't wait to join you in the fall for another season of New PR.